0: Welcome to Theology in the Dirt, where we try to practice our theology at home and in the public square of our city and our world. Your hosts are Keith Thompson and Mitchell Jolly. Theology in the Dirt is produced by Chris Hayes, and the artwork is by Kayla Sanner. Well, Les, welcome back. Thank you for taking time with us. We really appreciate it. Um, This is a joy for us. Mm -hmm. It's a joy for me. And so... Uh, this is a lot of fun. Now, we are uh, working. We're talking about discipleship, and there are four components. And we've dealt with the relational component. We've dealt with the transformational component. Mm-hmm. And we're in part three, process. And three has three-thirds. <laughs> and so we we are now entering the last third yeah. of the three-thirds, which is a look forward. And we have one more. And next week, we'll talk about knowledge, but that's next mm-hmm. week. Yeah. So today, uh, when we're talking about discipleship, Talk about this last part of three-thirds, which is a look forward, and what that is.
1: Let me just do a, a quick review of the other, yeah. the other ones. And, and this is an easy way that I work with my kids to help remember it. And then with, um, as we're trying to raise up new leaders who are discipling others, uh, we, we take our three fingers, and we point backwards over our shoulder, and that's the first third. We're looking back. And when mm-hmm. we look back, um, we talk about sharing and caring. We talk about uh, prayer and worship, and we talk about celebration or accountability. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's that's how we remember that. Uh, and then we we look up and we ask three questions. So you got three fingers pointing up, and we say, "What is it? What does the word say to us?" Um, and that helps us to work on meditation right. and memorization. Uh, what does it teach us about God and his relationship to people? Mm-hmm. That's the discipline of theology. And then what is there to obey? And that's, that's where those transformations, those discipleship transformations, personal transformations occur. Right. Um, is, as we see, these are the things I'm being invited into by mm-hmm. God from his word to obey. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to point three, things for, three fingers forward, and uh, we're going to say, what do we need to do to look forward? And so those three, three things looking forward are um, vision, hmm. goals, and commissioning. Hmm. Simple. right? Um, <clears throat> vision, goals, and commissioning. Yeah. And I, I would say with goals, we need to put in practice. Uh, and I'll explain that as well. Um, those two are kind of married together. But right. let me start with vision uh <clears throat> when, when you look at the life of Christ over and over and over again, um, and you can even look at it from the very beginning in mark chapter one, he, he, Jesus comes preaching the gospel of the kingdom yeah. and he talks about kingdom and he uh, and you see that all the way through his ministry that uh that the kingdom is at the heart of everything that he has to say. All mm-hmm. of the parables are the kingdom of heaven was like. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's, he's just trying to paint a picture of what the invitation to be in relationship with the king of the universe is supposed to be about. I don't think we're above Christ in our, uh, in our discipleship capacity or, <laughs> or wisdom. Right. Yeah. And so. Let us uh, not think so, right? Yeah. yeah. So we've got to keep the kingdom and a vision of the kingdom before us. Right. So when he sends out uh, the 72, um, he tells them to pray um, and he tells them to expect a harvest. And that might be what you, your group needs, um, the people you're discipling. Maybe you need to cast a vision of like, you're going out in the power and authority of God. Uh as it says in the Great Commission. I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. Mm. Um, but then there's a command, like this is what you're about. This is what you're a part of. You're a part of harvesting for the kingdom. You're a part of um, making disciples. Mm. And you know, maybe that's the, the vision casting that needs to be done. But every single week or every single time you get together, there needs to be, uh, in a sense, raising our eyes up so that we have the big picture yeah Um, vision is leaky exactly
0: Um, they're saying leadership right (laughs) Right. vision vision is leaky and and inside our fellowship we have a clearly defined where we're going we know we're trying to get you ask people that question who've heard it a million times and there may be a head scratch Mm -hmm. and a Well, um, and sort of some hem-hawing around, and so vision yeah. is leaky. And yeah. so we, our discipleship can become—a vision on our discipleship mm-hmm. becomes leaky. Like, well, yeah. what, what am I doing, and why yeah. am I doing it? Right.
1: So the reminder is huge. And, and I mean, we can talk about it in a secular context. Like, a, a corporation that doesn't have its employees understand what its vision is— uh. Is a corporation that's less successful than it could be, mm-hmm. right? Uh, no matter how amazing your product is, without the employees understanding what that vision is and buying into that vision and uh being able to articulate that vision and enact it, right? Then it's a much less successful company than it could be, um, and it's the same thing with with us um, as a member uh, of a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Right. Um, You know, every one of us needs to know what we're about. Right. Um, And those marching orders need to be uh, remembered uh, each week and cast each week. I'm going to give you a real simple example. Um, There was a guy uh, that I knew that was just really successful in a very, very high persecutorial context um in in a in a country in the in the middle east and he he would always say every week he would use the same vision casting and i was like whoa this would get old for me but uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. but his was um <clears throat> we know that we have an enemy his name is satan and he is fighting against us but i want to remind you as you go out this week that we also have a warrior who is our king. Mm. His name is Jesus, and he is fighting for us. Go out and serve your king. Serve Jesus this week. And that was it. Right. He laid out the reality of opposition from the evil one, that there was a war going on, but he acknowledged that Jesus was going to win, and that he was he was going to succeed in their lives. And, and that, he used basically that. That was his vision casting. Right. And you, as people interviewed down the road, people who were multiple spiritual generations from him, that same vision casting mm. was kept, was like yeah. in all of those generations, yeah. and people were, uh, people were just encouraged by that. Mm. The opposition that they received was expected, mm. but they had hope in the victory and the power that they had in Christ. Yeah. And uh, so vision casting doesn't have to be all all about um, it being all roses. Right. We do need to talk about the reality that this life is hard, that you mm-hmm. will see troubles, that everyone who lives a life of godliness in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That's a promise. Right. Not the one that we like to claim right. Um, right. <laughs> from the scripture, but it's there. Yeah. You promise, the promise of persecution is there, um, especially if we're living a, a godly life. Right. But the truth is that we are part of something greater. Yeah. And that vision casting is really key. It's huge.
0: So would you say when we're talking about casting vision, we're not talking organizational. We're talking life-to-life, making disciples, uh, contextual, what's happening this week— casting vision, looking forward based upon a look back, a look up, and now because so much is fluid there, right? So much is happening in their life, happening in our life, and this, the content's not the same every week, so this vision is
1: completely contextual to who we're working with, right? Absolutely. Um, And as you're leading that that group, or you're leading that individual, in that discipleship, you may feel like you need to very the, the the content of that vision casting time, but there's a couple things I want to make sure that are always there. Right. Um, one is uh, keep people really looking at the the kingdom perspective. Um, don't let them um, feel like they're just um, a foot soldier in the trenches.
0: Mm.
1: That they're not part of something larger. Mm. Because um, every single one of us gets in that place in the drudgery of the Christian life uh, where we just feel like, I just, am I making a difference mm-hmm. for something bigger yeah. than just me? Right. Um, um, or am I supposed to live for something beyond just myself? I mean, that's, living for ourselves is exhausting because mm. we're not meant to live for ourselves. But, Reminding people that we do have something, a higher calling, mm. kind of centers our heart in what's most important so that we can go through our week and, and be like, yes, this is what I need to be about. Mm. Um, so it's, that's the, one, the first thing. The second thing I would say is, uh, so keep it on kingdom. Uh, make sure that uh, there is some element that reminds people that there is a lost and dying world out there. Um, and that, um, that needs to be uh, part of, especially as, as a group of disciples grows in its, its unity, our tendency is we've only got so much relational uh, capacity. Right. So that means that over time, as, as more and more people around you are believers you become more and more inward looking. Mm-hmm. That's just a natural progression, right? And if we're not always putting out there what you have, many do not, then the church will become more and more inward looking, right? And lose its birthright, which is the birthright of ambassadorship, the mis- ministry of reconciliation is a birthright given to every member of the body of Christ. Right. And if we're not keeping that before everyone, then it's going to get lost. Mm
0: -hmm. My mind instantly, I start thinking tactics, you know, when I see this kind of stuff. Down the line, if if, if vision isn't clear... Uh, the inward focus is a natural function of human relationships Absolutely. as it grows, and if there's not an intentionality to multiply that, you lose your you lose the capacity to look out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, um, and and you just look in, and it becomes about me. It becomes about my personal needs and mm-hmm. what's most right. comfortable for us together, as opposed to who doesn't get to experience. Yeah, this. So multiplication early is probably pretty key to keeping an outward look. Yes, I know that. That's a different discussion, right? But yeah. but it's you can't help it if that's the natural progression. Mm-hmm. Then, if there is to be any outward thrust, there has to be an intentional multiplication.
1: Yeah. Okay. Discomfort. So that's vision, right? Um, let's talk about yeah. uh, goals and practice. So, given that that we're about this this kingdom work. Uh, every disciple needs to be a disciple maker. And uh, let's just quickly hit the practice part of the goals in practice. So the practice part is everyone should be able to, um, over the course of time, be able to leave that group and go and lead their own group. Every single one. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? Well, it's real simple. Okay, everybody... We're gonna do our practice time now. Get your three three fingers up, <laughs> right? Point back. Right. What's looking back, share and care, and get pray and worship. Right. Celebrate and accountability. Right. All right. What do we do when we look up? What are the three questions we always ask from the word? What does it say? Teach us about God and man. What is there for us to obey? Mm-hmm. Now we're looking forward. What do we do? We cast vision. We have goals and practice and then we commission. All right. Everybody do it. And everybody in the group does it. Right. Um, and there's other elements of, of practice. Um, if there's a, if there's a, a base level evangelism tool that everybody should know. Right. Uh, and that's, that would be the, we can have that discussion more in full when we talk about knowledge next week. Right. What are the, what are the things that every disciple should know so that they might be obedient? Um, we that's one of those those elements. Right. Um, but um, you you might need to take some time during the practice session for everybody to do a three circles uh, gospel presentation or a basic testimony. This is who I was before Christ, and this is who I was after Christ. Whatever. But everybody should have opportunity um, on a regular basis to practice those things, right. um, as well as to practice what is discipleship. What are the three thirds of discipleship? That's, that's knowing how to take apart your gun and put it back together as a soldier of Christ. Um, you, everybody needs to know how to do this. All three-thirds, everybody should be able to do it. And if you're the group leader, you need to lead everybody in being, all right, everybody get your three fingers up, look back, right. look up, look forward. Right. It's that simple. Right. Um, because unless people are, are ready, they're not going to be able to disciple. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And to be a follower of Christ is to be a disciple maker. Right. Those are inextricably linked. Right. Jesus said to his first uh, disciples, come, follow me and I will teach you to fish. Right. Following fish are two halves of the, of the life of following Christ. Right. Follow him, like be completely um, sold out so that your every word comes from Jesus and you obey that. Um, and you live with delight in those words, mm. and then you also need to be a fisher of men, right? Casting that net of of the kingdom, right? Let's take a break, and then we'll
0: come back because that's a huge component. That about half of that was true for me growing up, and and I'm missing half. All right. Okay, guys, we're back, and if we're to be a follower and a fisher. Uh, so much of my growing up here in the South was all about follow following initially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not ongoing following, much less fishing. Yeah, and and so if everybody's to be a disciple maker, that's a game changer when it comes to discipleship. It's not just entrance into the kingdom of heaven now; it's follow and fish. And if there's not a process, how do they know how to fish?
2: Yeah. One of the things I love about this process that you're describing is that it is somewhat formalized. So when someone encounters it, it's hard to walk away from it without an understanding that, wait a minute, these guys expect something from me. Mm. Like Whoever's doing this discipleship process, in their mind, the Bible calls me to something. Mm. Other than, oh, Jesus, you want me to follow you and then become a fisherman? Well, how about you give me the card— I, I need the I'm need the, the I'm a Jesus follower right. card. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll stick it in my pocket, and I'll show it to whoever asked. Right. You know, sort of deal. That was the, the life that sort of I was yeah. introduced into. Um, and, I, you know, I, I knew that I, there were things I probably was supposed to do. Right. But I also believe that that's available for me whenever I decide to plug into it. Right. One day I'll get around to that. Yeah. But for now, man, I got my card, my follower, and... Um, But, you know, when you're in a meeting like you're describing and it's like things are happening every week and visions are a vision is being cast every time. And it's always followed by these people actually practicing things like (laughs) I'm going to have to like recite a verse or something. Right. Um, It's super healthy.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it is. It yeah. is processes. I think. I think that there is a there is a subculture that rejects process as unspiritual. Mm. And 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 the default <clears throat> is well, we'll just trust the Holy Spirit, and that sounds real spiritual. But the Holy Spirit is also part of He's Creator God, and He made the atom. He made <laughs> cells that right. have a complex system of structure and organization, yes. and so this it's it's irresponsible yeah. to say we're just going to trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that sounds like I'm a pagan by even saying that. But if there's not a process
2: to mm-hmm.
0: following and fishing, it's going to disappear.
2: Yeah. Well, man, if you can make it through Leviticus and Numbers, <laughs> you know that Yahweh is a God of structure. Yes. Yeah. Like Indeed. there are things he wanted. To, and, and, you know, we, right. we've got Jesus now and Yahweh is. Right. But it's the same. Yahweh is the same. Right. Yeah. Jesus is Yahweh. Yeah. In human yeah. form. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, people don't read their Bible because they can't get through all that structure, right? Right, right. Um, Too much that...
0: structure. This isn't spiritual. Yeah. And
2: it's intimately. Yeah, and it can feel, I mean, for us, for a lot of us, it can feel mm. burdensome. Right. To know that I'm going to come to a group tonight, or I'm going to get with a disciple, or, or I'm going to spend some time with somebody, and they're going to expect something from me. Mm. You know, mm. I'm just going to stay home. Right. Yeah. That's not my... So, it's just an introduction into the goodness and the greatness and the the kindness of God that he does require us to obey because in that obedience right there's flourishing and there's amen all this life that we get to choose right yeah um, but it doesn't it's it's tricky but it doesn't just accrue to us right grace is free yes but the but the flourishing that's available in this life not just the next one but the flourishing available in this life right is contingent a little bit on us Of our, of our, the changed heart that's happened and all the affections. I love that part in, in, um, when we talked about it in the, in the, you know, the middle, the middle third, right. All those affections, middle third or first third, I can't remember, but I remember affections drives us. Yeah. And when you love the Lord, when you love your wife, yeah you you do nice things. Yeah.
1: That's right. Yeah. Those transformed affections. That's one of those transformations that we want to see, like, uh, grown up in in every Mm. believer yeah i mean that that's right um
0: so much of disciple making to for a lot of people they have in their mind some manner of uncomfortable confrontational encounter and i think for a lot of people that's what they think when you say disciple making not an introduction to jesus an invitation Mm. to follow and a process that that isn't um what I and I have a hard time divorcing my experience of that sure. from what I actually read in my in my Bible and, and process like this. Can you speak to that for just a second? Like introducing people to Jesus, maybe? Because we, we've even done series on evangelism, the corporate nature of evangelism, right? The mm-hmm. the individual relationships involved. Disciple making to help somebody who sees a guy on the street with a funky tract about hell <laughs> help them divorce that from disciple making nothing wrong with preaching hell don't misunderstand but sure you, you get the stereotype that's in a lot of our heads at least well, mine anyway yeah there
2: is i mean you john the baptist would have been utterly rejected <laughs> by most pastors they sure. would be they, they would yeah, a, and he they would a little say, bit of a freaky they kind of would guy say, john this is never going to work you're eating, bu- you're gonna you're eating bugs. You're eating bugs. You're a total granola. Your first message is yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Right.
1: Making your own clothes out of you know, cast-off camel yeah. hair. And right. all
2: you're talking right. about is repent. <laughs> you're not know saying anything about loving. It's just like repent, repent, repent. <laughs> and so there's a sense in which our soft, um, just love me culture just can't tolerate some of that. And I think it would probably do us well to help people come back a little bit to yeah. There's there's some requirements of us and. And uh, every now and then, those street preachers get people saved. I can't. But I'm with Mitch. I mean, some of them are just seem to be more angry than they are filled with love. You know, it's like what is going on inside that guy's head? Right. Seems like he's hating on folks. Right. Um.
1: Yeah. I. I. I think we could do a whole series on on evangelism. evangelism. But what what would I do? Um. In a First, I think there's a couple of things that I think are important when it comes to evangelism. Uh, The first one is, with a total stranger, uh, the right to be heard must be earned. That's respecting the image of God in the other person. Um, And the second thing is, um, prayer is an essential element of that. Uh, As you meet a person... Um, that you have never met before, whether it's the person, uh, you know, you're the only person in Starbucks, um, and um, you greet the person by name. They've got a break, and you're like, "Hey, you want to sit uh, for your break or whatever?" Like, I don't know what opportunities you might have, but uh, be praying. God, open the door,
0: yeah.
1: um, because evangelism is a God-driven process. Mm-hmm you do not convince somebody into the kingdom. It is Christ and Christ alone who saves, and He his spirit opens the heart to receive the words that you speak. That takes a huge weight off of us. Right. Um, and praying reminds us of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really key. So um, I usually try uh, to say, if it's a total stranger I'm trying to get that person tell me what's your story Um, every person has a story Mm -hmm. where are you in your story right now and from that um, especially if you have ears to look at the world through the grand story through the grand story of the scriptures Mm -hmm. there's an aspect of the fall that has impacted that Mm -hmm. person's heart and there's an aspect of the fall that has impacted you that's where you connect with that person and you can say, you know what helped me make sense of how broken this world is? It's this, it's this story. It's the story that, that this is not the way it was meant to be, but all of us have been impacted by um, this rebellion against what, uh, what a good and holy God wants. Right. And, we, and my life is, I just heard about how your life has been impacted. My life's been impacted by this. But that's not where the story ends. Mm -hmm. Um, We can all try to get back to God in various ways, but I mean, how much education do we have in this country, and yet we still have all of these ills? How many people, um, you know, try to get ahead um, economically and and through jobs and whatnot, and that doesn't bring them any happiness? You've got a lot of rich people that pay a lot of money to therapists to go and get Mm -hmm. happy again. Um, You know, it it, money doesn't make us happy. um, so, what is it that um, that's the hope that we have in this life? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can then you can start sharing about the hope that you have. Right. That's that's kind of the flow that I. Um, okay. But the key thing is every pe- person on the planet has uh, a phaco meter in them. They know when whether or not you're whether or not you're treating them as a project. Right. Or you're treating them as a person right and you've got to look at them through the eyes of Christ mm-hmm. and so if you if you genuinely listen to a person with the ears of love um, and the, through the eyes of the love of Christ and then you communicate that gospel as a fellow broken one um, who lives under this fall um, as a as a fellow beggar who knows where to get a free meal mm-hmm. right. um, then you are going to be coming in the right posture Mm. and if the person rejects um rejects christ then you'll still probably have somebody that wants to speak to you Mm. because love is um is a limited commodity uh in this world and people long for it um and so i've had people who i've shared the gospel with multiple times um that keep coming back to me because they're attracted to the love of christ in me right um so I, those are just some, some thoughts on evangelism. That's good. We could do a whole yeah. series on evangelism. but I find it um, fascinating. Jesus, sinners
0: loved being around Jesus. And that continues to confront me because it was the, the, the religious professionals who pushed Jesus yes. away, not the, the prostitutes and the tax collectors and the Roman soldiers. There was something attractive about the Son of God. Um, whether they walked away unhappy because they had to sell everything, or bowed and said, "You're the Son of God," they wanted to be around Jesus. Mm. That, that I think there's a component in what you said there that helps us to take that posture of, and you said the the love of Christ in you. There, they sniff that and go, "Yeah, I don't, I'm not buying what he's selling, but there's something there that's mm, special." Yeah. And that 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 takes pressure off as well. Just be honest. Honestly concerned about someone's spiritual state—that's massive. Okay, so again, that's a whole series. But every disciple is a disciple maker. Absolutely, that's coming out of this vision of the kingdom of God. Every disciple is a disciple
1: maker. That's goals. Now, what about commissioning? So let me talk about goals specifically. So we talked about practice, and so that would be you know practicing your EV tool or practicing the three-thirds process, so that everybody remembers when I lead my my little group. You know, my water cooler group at, at work or whatever, I know what, you know, we're going to do the first third on Monday, the second third on Wednesday and the third third on Friday, you know, during our our half hour lunch break. You could, you know, do an hour and a half long discipleship session, but you're doing them yeah. spread out over a half hour, 45 minutes cool. of a lunch break during week. Right. So just to
2: clarify, and I think we were clear, but I mean, you're talking about actually in in the meeting. You're practicing. You're oh, yeah. Physically, not, maybe it's a role play, maybe not. But, I mean, we're, we're actually taking some time. Okay, you know, Bob is going to do this in the group right now. That's not—you can do it that okay. way. Okay. But
1: it's better to say, what are, everybody remember the third right, so right. that everybody has the, the liturgy of discipleship in okay. their mind. So, mm. what, what's the looking sure. back part? Everybody says, okay— First we did this, then we did then, then, then we did this. And you might want to initially ask questions. So when we did share and care, what did we do? Mm. So that they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we did this. Um, we everybody talked about what mm-hmm. what was going on, and then you prayed for him yeah. um, about that that hard thing that's going on in his life. Yeah, that's what that's where part of the caring goes on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did prayer, what was the what was our model of prayer that we followed? Mm-hmm. We paid, prayed through five parts of prayer. And what are the five parts of prayer? So rather than praying the whole five parts of prayer over again, you're just making sure that everybody has the basic tools within each element. Mm -hmm. Um, What were the three questions we said when we looked up? Um, And then that's where I would say we shift into some of the goals. So the the practice part, the goals we're, we're looking at when we said from this passage, this is what I need to do to obey it's it's we've got to state it again because we're starting to look towards towards the week towards right. the time between now and when we meet again right um mm. and so that goal needs to come out of and be rooted in the word uh what is there to obey that last question of the looking up part right mm. when we do that we're we're writing those things down and then we ask and we say who in your spheres of relationship doesn't know Christ. Who's God putting on your heart? Who you might share the gospel with? Um, and a lot of times in in groups, we'll we'll say, let's let's come up with five names because you never know whether you'll be meet all five, um, whether all five will be together in one one room, um, mm-hmm. or you'll you'll only meet up with two or three of those people this week. Um, but having a list of names and then asking God to go before you and prepare those conversations uh means that you're intentionally gospel focused in those relationships that week. And you've got the other people in your discipleship group backing you up with prayer, right and sending the Holy Spirit ahead of you to prepare those hearts to be fertile ground. Um, and you know that you get to share the following week in the celebration time, mm-hmm. I got to share with this one. Right. <laughs> and, and they actually listened to the whole thing this time <laughs> instead of shutting me up, you know, after right. I said the word Jesus. And they are like, out. Ah. Right.
2: Um,
1: so, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a victory right there. Yeah. Um, and then you'll also, over time, you'll, you'll see that there's those victories of like, and they believe. And now uh, I know what to do because we've been doing discipleship. And I, you've trained me how to do it, so I now know how to disciple them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: good. That's so good. that's that's the goals. Um, everyone needs to come up with who they want to share with, right. and uh, these are the things from the Word that I need to apply to my life mm. this week. And then that that brings us back to the celebration the following week. This is what
0: the, we're celebrating. This is what you're going to celebrate. Here's what God did. You get yeah. the report. You get the report. And this is good. So, how does that move us then to commissioning? What is commissioning?
1: Commissioning is reminding everyone that they go out not by themselves. Mm -hmm. That as the church gathered becomes the church scattered, there is one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism that unites us together even as we're spread everywhere. That we go out in the authority and the power of Christ and his spirit who raised him from the dead. So that's the great commission. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. As you're going out and teaching everyone to obey everything that Christ has commanded, hmm. or you're the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells also in you, Romans eight hmm. eleven. Yeah, Those are truths, that we need to pray over people. Mm -hmm. So these things that you, that this group, including the leader um, of this group said, these are the things which we solemnly commit under the guidance of the Holy Spirit in this moment to be obedient about this week in terms of the fruit of my life and the fruit of the kingdom expanding and growing. For these things, may we go out not in our own strength, but in the strength and the authority and the power of the resurrected Christ and his spirit in us. Mm. And you need to pray that over everybody. Yeah. Because that sets us not in our own hope. That's that's like a theological anchor that has real rubber meets the road mm. application to every single disciple. Um, mm. And so we've got to send in that spirit. Right. And that commissioning is sending, sending everyone out, um, I think a lot of times we can relegate commissioning to like, okay, there's somebody in this in this church that we're going to send them to the mission field. Right. And so we got to lay hands on them and, and right. commission them to, to send them out. And then, but every week, every disciple <laughs> or every gathering, yeah. every disciple is sent out. That's right. Um, and that's what it, I mean, at Three Rivers, we talk about, what if the church was the missionary? Well, this is, this is, this is really key to that. The, right. the goal and practice and then the praying over and sending in the authority and power of Christ are critical to making that be the thing that, that sends us into that work. Absolutely. Yeah, that's huge. It,
0: words, um, commissioning, when the Bible speaks about, you know, Jacob blessed his sons and and th- there's a, there's blessing in mm-hmm. words. There's authority and power in language yes. because God's a communicating God. He speaks or creating his image. So we speak words and Proverbs say we speak life or death. Mm-hmm. And, and so commissioning, putting Bible words and, and truth on people, there's authority yes. in that. There's, there's power in that. None of that makes mm-hmm. pe- some, some people maybe a little uncomfortable, yep. but it's, it's a fact that when That's we true. bless and sin, there's a little bit of jet propulsion behind that. You know? Amen.
2: And, and, and that's huge. When you know, in our faith tradition there are these there's this um principle, you know, means of grace. The Lord uses means of grace to sort of empower us and, and mm. when we gather together as believers and we sit under that blessing as, as we've been commissioned, right, and we pray. I mean it's a it's a means by which maybe wouldn't have been there if you hadn't come. Right. Yeah. Right now. I understand that I can pray wherever I am and the Lord will bless me but there is a way in which the Lord designed the body to be together right where two or more are gathered there's authority and there's power and so this this commissioning as it occurs is a special empowerment is the way I would see it in my own mind right to to walk with a little bit more hope and a little bit more expectation that the God that my efforts are going to be that they're going to produce fruit right. Right. then yeah I'm going to come back next week with something to celebrate yeah. even if the celebration is I shared the gospel and they rejected it yeah right yeah Yeah. it's wonderful <laughs> yeah. So, absolutely yeah I mean because we don't know what happened when that person left first of all right. or second of what it does in us as we just begin to get the word out and we don't know who heard us share that and, Right. And so there's all sorts oh, of man. so even if there's yeah. no the, the person's not there but, you know born again transformed it's a huge celebration just to be able to have that sense that God's with me yeah. They've prayed for me. We've been in the fellowship. We've, we've you know, we've done the Lord's Supper at some point. All yeah. those things in power. Yeah. That's huge. That's massive.
0: Yeah. And sending people to this, I always it stuck in my mind Hudson Taylor's Taylor's spiritual secret, this idea of like, how are you so fruitful? I have just, I, I made it my aim to be completely God's in every moment. Mm-hmm. So you've sent me out in this authority. So, for the rest of this week, every moment, my aim is to be the Lord's. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And
0: so, listen. And so, is it is this the time, Lord? Is this the time? I a mean, yeah. very real sense. Like I think Tevye and the fiddler on the roof. His conversations with God. You know, he's walking along, pulling his cart full of milk. He's <laughs> yeah. he's talking to to the Lord right here. You know, and it's but there's a very real sense, and that's not far off base. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I'm yours. So what do you want from me? Because I've yeah. been sent. I'm on mission all week. It's praying continuously. It's yeah, in a constant dialogue
2: with the Lord to be sensitive to what He has to say.
0: Yeah. And when you're sent with that expectation that, man, there's a chance to celebrate this, that changes the tenor of my week.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, and there are people, I was one of them, maybe we all were at some point, where you're in a group and it's like, you just. I've just never thought of myself that way as a believer. You know, mm. I've never, mm. I'm not an evangelist, I'm a bit of an introvert. Whatever it is, that's not my gifting, but... You know that's just not my deal, right. um, but when it's when it's presented in this way, it's super positive. It feels like it's something everybody can do, and right. uh, well, it's certainly something everybody ought to do. We're we're, yeah. we're sort of getting it to that, but it's also something everybody can do. Absolutely, it's very achievable and reachable for everybody. Everybody's got a story. That's right. Um, so it's yeah, it's very encouraging. Yeah, this is good.
0: Les, any final
1: words? Um, I'm gonna make you guys practice with me. Okay. okay. Let's do it. And then, uh, and then, Keith, you should commission us this week. Okay. I love it. All right. So get your three fingers up. All oh, right. You're yeah, back. Terrible at this.
0: <laughs> My three fingers on this hand are a little bit gampy. So <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's okay. about all I that's got hard. right there.
1: So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're yeah, looking yeah. back all over the... you do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's However you want to do it. That's good. So point them back over your shoulder. Okay. We're looking back. All right. What do we do? And we look back. We share and care. We share and care. care, and care. We, we pray, pray and worship. And we celebrate accountability. Yeah. That's right. All right. That's right. And we look up what are the three questions we have when we come to the Word of God. What does it what does say? It what does it teach, teach us about God, God, and God and man? man? And, and how, how do we, we obey? How yeah. do we obey? Right. All right. And then we look forward, winning forward, and what is vision, vision. vision. <laughs> goals, and, goals practice and practice, and commissioning. Commission.
0: Vision, goals and practice, commissioning. That's All right. You guys got it? Got, got it. it. That's okay. right. This is good. That's it. Well, you guys did the whole practice session. We did it. We're disciple makers. You are. I love it. Go. I love it. Les, thank you for sharing that with us. I'm looking forward to to next week where we wrap up talking about knowledge. Keith, why don't you commission us today? Absolutely. Please do. Uh,
2: I'll do that in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do Let's it. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. All right, Lord, thank you, first of all, um, for giving us minds to understand and mm-hmm. the ability to read your word and then pull from it. Um, just real practical application mm-hmm. for our lives. Thank you for Les and the hard work that he's done in putting this into a format mm-hmm. that's... Um, that's rememberable or memorable and um and it's something that we can actually do and so lord um as we're looking forward to to the rest of the week and we're thinking through all the cool things that we've talked about and all the hope that's in those things lord i pray that you would go with us Mm. and that holy spirit you would um protect us that you would give us um, protection from the enemy as he would try to sidetrack the works that are before us Mm. Um, because just like we talked about already there's an enemy out there and Lord we pray that you would give us supernatural wisdom to avoid the enemy and then I pray God that you would bring your forces uh, before us to to defeat the enemy Lord in the the spiritual realm Mm -hmm. and Lord I pray that you would um, give us eyes to see and ears to hear that we would not be distracted, that we would have a clear line of communication with you, God, and that we would see those people out there and those interactions that are, that are supernatural appointments, God, that you've placed before us. Give us a comfort level. God, bring to mind the things that need to be brought to mind about the Word and about our own story that we can share with other people in a way that's very um, uh, like a sharpshooter, God, that we will mm-hmm. give them the things from our hearts and our memories and our experiences that are designed specifically by you for them in that moment. And, Lord, that you would help us produce fruit by your grace. We love you and we thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your kingdom to move your kingdom forward and ultimately one day be with you forever with no no sin and nothing holding us back. But we love you and thank you in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Hey, all you guys listening to us, we appreciate
0: Our audience, we're grateful our little audience is growing. Mm -hmm. It's even growing around the world, which is kind of fun. So if you're listening, we appreciate you sharing the podcast and uh, with your friends. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Hey, thank you for listening to Theology in the Dirt. You can email us at theologyinthedirt at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you with some feedback and perhaps some questions if you'd like us to tackle. We'll see you next week. And until then... Deuces.